Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. The idea of when you put your hand on a hot stove, boom, and you pull it off right away. We can be a little more like that with unwanted feelings. So that pain from touching the stove was useful because you now know I'm not going to do that again. I don't want to get burned again. So you learn from that. That's the gift of the burn, of the pain. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now, your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome, listeners. I'm thankful you're here today, and I'm thankful that I get to share with you in this episode some things that I'm learning that I have found have reduced my suffering. And, you know, when I look back over my life, I think, oh, if I would have just not had these tools way back when, I could have suffered so much less. So what I'm thankful for is that moving forward, I now know that I have the tools to suffer less, no matter what the circumstances are. So I really want to share this with you. I'm doing this in-depth program through Self Made You. And so to help you suffer less, and I know lots of my listeners are suffering through a divorce or trying to co-parent well. So I am hoping that these tools that I can share with you will help you. And if you need more information, connect with me at lisakoski.com. And I'm happy to go into more detail to share more resources with you that can help you because we don't need to suffer as much as we do. So just to begin, you know, I always, I've talked in the past about mindset and feelings, and I'll put the mindset episode in the show notes for you. But if you have an unwanted feeling, so you're afraid, you're sad, whatever it is, what I want you to do is name it. And I'm also going to stick this feelings chart in my resources at lisakoski.com because you really need to kind of look at it and name what you're feeling. You know, it's kind of like the idea of when you put your hand on a hot stove, boom, and you pull it off right away. We can be a little more like that with unwanted feelings. So that pain from touching the stove was useful because you now know I'm not going to do that again. I don't want to get burned again. So you learn from that. That's the gift of the burn, of the pain. Sometimes it's a little harder to get quickly out of that feeling. So what I want you to know, if you are panicked or feeling terror, and that happens, I mean, like if you get a bad diagnosis, if a divorce is thrown at you, whatever it is, if you're feeling like you can't circle out of it, sit with it, sit with it for a second, name it, feel it, like think, where do I feel this in my body? Is it in my chest, in my stomach? How, what temperature is it? Is it hot? Is it cold? What color is it? All those things help you to become aware of that feeling. 
And as you're feeling it, if it's something that's unwanted to you, then what I like to try to do is something called a PQ breath. All it is, is becoming aware, noticing, like just becoming aware of things. And maybe it'll take your mind a little bit off of that feeling for a moment. I'm just going to teach you one of them. This is one tactile way that you can do a PQ rep. I do this throughout the day, just little 10 minute interview intervals where like before I get on and do a podcast or before I have a mediation, I'll do this so that I know that I am present. And you know, that is another thing that I want to build on this year is being present. Here's a way that you can make that awareness happen wherever you are. If you're sitting in a heated mediation, you can do this. You can close your eyes if you're alone, but if you're not, that's okay. One thing that you can do is put two fingertips together and rub them and feel it and feel the ridges and sit there and just feel that. So feel all the ridges. And if your mind wanders, it's okay. Just come back to it because our minds do wander and you'll build this muscle of using your prodigy or your sage brain. Okay, so I'm focusing on what those ridges feel like. Then you can take the fingertips of one hand and just slowly rub them down the other hand. Feel all the feelings like, what does that feel like on your fingertips? So just feel that. Just take a couple minutes to do that. There's other things you can do with breathing where you just focus on your breath. You don't have to do anything, but focus on it. Maybe put your hand on your stomach and feel it go up and down or feel the air in your nose. Pay attention to, is it the temperature when it comes in and the temperature when it comes out? All that does is get you using your prodigy brain so that as you move forward, this is what I, this is what I want you to do. This is what I think can help with suffering. So. Now go back to that circumstance that caused you to feel the way that you're feeling and ask yourself, I know this can be hard, how could this be a gift? So it could be that it is a gift. You could ask, what can I learn from this? So that moving forward, what I've gone through teaches me something. So. What I find is when I go through being aware and getting in that moment that my mind opens up and it's a little bit easier for me to see that. I'm going to share an example in my life because I kind of went back and thought through things that I have gone through and how how it did turn out to be a gift. didn't always see it at the time. I wish I would have known. That's what I told you at the beginning. But here's an example. I have loved babies all my life. And I wanted to have a huge family. And so, you know, I got married rather young. My first pregnancy, I was, I think I was 27 when I had my oldest daughter, Abigail. And um, it was going through the pregnancy. And I, towards the end of the pregnancy, got really sick and I was put on bed rest and I was really scared because at that time I was very afraid of health issues and I was terrified. I had something that people refer to as help syndrome, 
preeclampsia, it kind of starts out with pregnancy-induced hypertension. So I had really high blood pressure and I had to stop working and go on bed rest. And, um, and then I had to be induced early. So I, that was a little bit more painful. So gosh, I, I remember kind of feeling sorry for myself. Like, you know, I prayed about this, God, why do I have to be going through this? I mean, I know it's not that horrible, but it is scary and a very serious complication for moms and babies. So I gave birth to Abigail. Everything was beautiful. She was fine. Um, you know, the doctor said this probably won't ever happen again. So, you know, don't, you can have more kids. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. My mom had had it with my older brother and didn't have it with me. So it's like, great. And I, you know, said my prayers, got pregnant rather quickly because Abigail and Jack are only not even two years apart. So got pregnant again, going through my pregnancy, boom, right in the beginning, I started getting hypertension. God, what, you know, I prayed that this one happened. Why am I getting this kid? It was worse with Jack. I was really sick. They were monitoring me. I was on bed rest and I was so like devastated. Why me? Why again? And I was scared to death because I didn't know if I was going to be okay. And I didn't know if my baby was going to be okay. And I had, I had Jack, they induced me a month early. He was not thriving as much as Abigail was. He was only five pounds. He, you know, I was in the, this is, this was so terrifying. I was in the hospital room with him and he turned blue and I hit the button and they came in and everything was okay. But what I learned when I was at the hospital talking to the doctor was that Jack didn't have a difficult time because of the disease I had, because of the preeclampsia that had turned into enclampsia. He was struggling because the cord was wrapped around him and every time he moved, it tightened on his throat and he wasn't thriving. Had I not had the sickness, the preeclampsia, they would have never been watching Jack to know right away when he wasn't thriving and when he needed to come out, he would not have survived and lived. And he's a beautiful man who's having a baby now, which I think when this airs, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a second grandchild. So super exciting. So thankful for that. However, after Jack, and then it was a little bit more like, yeah, I don't think you should have another child. You know, I don't think this is, and doctors would have differing opinions about it. But okay, here's the next gift. So Jack's fine. That all worked out. The next gift is eight years after Jack, we adopted our baby, Sophia. That story is such an amazing story. I think I need to write a book about how she came to us. But the journey through that adoption and having Sophia in our lives has brought so much light to so many people that had I not had the sickness with Jack, I probably would have kept having babies and never gotten to experience the gift of Sophia and the gift of adoption. And I could just cry when I think of that because truly it was something that was really scary and sad that has evolved into such a blessing. And I'm going to say that blessing continues on because my daughter, Abigail, then 
became pregnant. She was in her rotations for med school. Crazy gal, but she had it totally planned out. Her and her husband got pregnant. She's going along. She had a sneaky disease that I had where her blood pressure didn't go up. But because the doctors knew that I had had it, they watched her closely. And had, she had a really great doctor that noticed a little bit of a fluctuation in blood pressure. They got her in. No, they checked her liver enzymes and found out that way, which they never would have looked at or known if I wouldn't have gone through the you know ordeals I had through my pregnancy. Abigail's was even scarier. It was during COVID. She was she was only thirty weeks, so you know her baby really it. We really didn't want that to happen because you knew he was going to be in the NICU and it was scary. And I got to go in. What a blessing that was. I traded badges with her husband. I was there the night before they did the C-section. Um, it was a precious time for Abigail and I, and it was an opportunity where I just prayed positive prayers. And I knew that, you know, I'm not in control. Even the doctors aren't in control. We know who is in control. And I told that to Abigail before she was wheeled in and Oliver was bigger than they thought he was going to be. It was still hard. He was in the NICU for a month or maybe a little bit more. I mean, it was a scary time. Here's the gift. I mean, he is a gift. He's doing amazing. Should I have told you that first? If you didn't know that, he's amazing. He's thriving. He's doing well. And Abigail is now in her residency and she's working and the NICU and those parents that are going through what she went through have someone there supporting them and she loves it and she knows that that's where she's going to work. That's her calling. And there are sad, scary things that happen there, but she can comfort the people because she has struggled through it herself. just wanted to pop in here quick before this whole thing winds down. And I want to tell you about my parenting plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to ruin your children. I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together. And I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan you will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective. And it will be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses and sign up for the Parenting Plan course now because when parents work together, they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. So <laughs> you just heard a lot of stories from Lisa. But these are stories of suffering and how they're gifts. And I just hope that by me sharing this with you, that maybe you can maybe go back and look through your life and see where things have turned out to be a gift. 
But here's the real clencher is that I'm now at a point when something hard or bad happens, I can, I can look at my mind. I can stop. I can be aware and I can go, okay, how might this be a gift? How could this lead to something that will be a gift to me or someone else? And that makes me suffer less right in the moment. So I just, my hope is, my prayers are that all of you can take this piece of advice and learn how to use what you've gone through as a lesson, as a gift, and to find some peace and joy in that. So thank you so much for joining and listening to me. I just, I can't tell you how grateful I am for all of you. And all I want to do is share everything that I am learning so that you can have a better life too. Take good care. Blessings to you all. Before I go, I just want to let you know some exciting news. In addition to my online parenting plan course, I now have the Minnesota Divorce Paperwork course. This course is going to hold your hand through the mediation process and the Minnesota Divorce Paperwork. It's easy, effective, comprehensive. You will have what you need to file for divorce with this course. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter.